Hey guys, my name is Siddharth Suresh, and I wholeheartedly welcome you all to the second episode of IPM Sportscom's very own sports podcast. Today we have with us four truly passionate fans of the beautiful game, representing some of the most historic clubs of the UK and Spain. We have Mihir Thakur, a gooner to the core; Siddharth Nandakumar, a passionate bloggerana; a hardcore Chelsea fan, Saubik Bishwas. and ggmu rushil k so let's get right into it so first of all we'll be going by the order of their respective positions in the league table and our panelists will be telling us how 2020 treated each of their clubs so mehir would you like to start all right hi uh, so uh... talking about arsenal i think uh, 2020 started on a good note after we won against united at home uh, but it has really been a season of uh, a year of ups and downs really uh, the highest of highs being the fa cup and community shield victories the lowest of lows being uh, i think the 9 of the 10 game uh, winless streak that was there uh, for the last two months of 2020 a really really painful one uh, so uh, once uh, once the season uh, started in 2020 i think we had a few good games against newcastle as well but then uh, the performance was never really consistent we continued to lose games the same continued after the lockdown was lifted as well uh, we lost at city 3-0 uh, but we had some good wins against liverpool and wolves uh, but in the end i think uh, we finished 8 and that is something you would say that arsenal deserved uh, the way that they played uh, uh, really never really consistent did not look as good as uh, in in the midfield as well so uh, it wasn't really a great season obviously the fa cup victory was uh, really special more more so because it gave european football uh, because otherwise it would have been for, for the first time in like 20 years that arsenal would not have been in europe so that was a really important trophy win for us uh the next season began on a good note with uh, a victory over liverpool in the community shield but and then we had a 3-0 victory at fulham uh, but after that uh, we we just went downhill in, in terms of performances really we won 1-0 at man united and that was i think a good victory uh, thomas party stood out uh, he, he's been a great signing so has been gabriel in defense i think he was our player of the month for three consecutive months and and rightly so i think He's been terrific there, uh, but other than that, I think for the nine or the ten games, the team the team just did not show any character at all, um, and we continued to either draw games or lose games. Uh, we just gave it away to the opposition, uh, and it was it was really horrible. But I think towards the end of 2020, once we won three one against uh, Chelsea, I think. we were beginning to see that uh, a sort of a resurgence when we introduced Emil Smith Rowe in the number 10 position after uh, obviously Ozil was left out of the squad so there are different reasons according to me it is because uh, Ozil was left out because of his comments on Uyghur Muslims related to their treatment by China and then obviously the Chinese investors wanted him out of the team so i am according to me that is the reason why he was left out now we are hearing that uh, dc united are interested in him in him and hopefully uh, he'll join them uh, one major uh, thing that uh, i think uh, the arsenal hierarchy got wrong was the man management uh, the squad is full of players who are nearing the end of their contracts and are just not interested in playing 
uh, obviously we got Kolasinac out in the winter window but he had to go in the summer so was Saliba he was called back from loan and then he was sent again in winter he wasted 4 months in england did nothing great for the under 23 uh, same with mustafi who's going to uh, who is i think his contract is ending in this summer david luiz so many players uh, whose contracts are ending and there's going to be a, a lot of reshuffle in the team so it's uh, an exciting time um, but at the same time performances are not that good so it's been a mixed 2020 yep thank you for the comprehensive evaluation mehir now over to saubik the last couple of months has been nothing short of topsy turvy for chelsea would you like to elaborate so uh, i uh, i'd like to start by mentioning uh, that when the pl was stopped due to uh, the lockdown and everything before that we had a huge dip in the home form so during last years uh, September October that period of time Lampard won the manager of the month award we had a four game five game unbeaten run in the league Tammy Abraham scoring in almost every game and after that and just when the PL stopped due to the lockdown we had a huge dip in form and in 2020 started uh, It, it it was a good year at the beginning for chelsea when the pl resumed this this one game that stood out that was the, the home lo- loss against sheffield 3-0 uh, <laughs> which sadly i remember because uh, mug goldrick this one player from sheffield did not score in any of the games till now and he scored a brace against us so kudos to us on that so moving on uh, except for that one defeat we changed our formation uh, we saw that Tammy Abraham was uh, not coping up to the pl physically so we started playing zero we start we uh, had 100% fit pulisic in our team we had 100% fit mount in our team so uh, that went well for us and giroud i think ended up scoring in seven consecutive games at the beginning of uh, 2020 uh we also defeated manchester united in the fa cup semi final uh and moving on to the final i do, i i don't really want to talk about final as it was refereed by uh, anthony taylor so let it be and moving on there there was this another game uh, against bayern munich and, and uh, as chelsea as a chelsea fan i was not surprised by the result we had rudiger and christensen in the defense that was an unsettled defense with an aging aspilicueta and <laughs> and marcos alonso who barely knows how to defend he is more of a wing wing, uh, wing back so that result uh, at least I, i was i was glad that it wasn't a humiliation uh, so 2020 the begin the end of last season's premier league was a, was a, uh, was on a good note we finished fourth the last game against wolves was a commanding win uh, 2-0 we also won against manchester city where pulisic i think scored and another one was scored by william from the spot and that was the game where uh, which led to liverpool winning the league title so yeah 20, uh, the first part of 2020 was good enough for us then came in the huge uh, transfer window so i i'd like to say one thing that chelsea has invested hugely in the transfer window before as well right in mourinho's second tenure with the club uh we bought uh, ses fabregas and diego costa in the same window we brought in felipe luis and loic remy on loan as well as a uh, aging didier drogba as a third choice striker 
and we won the league that season so i think it was more about the right players and not just uh, buying any player the havertz signing everyone was so hyped about by kai havertz but i don't think we actually needed kai havertz given that we had capable players in that position like ross barkley we had ruben loftus cheek ross barkley has been a great prospect for everton even for us he was more than decent whenever he was called upon and uh, we actually ended up loaning him to aston villa and we saw in the first few games of the season before he eventually got injured uh, the duo of jack grillish and ross barkley was a treat to watch right so we had ross barkley we had ruben loftus cheek who was then loaned to fulham we had mason mount so i don't think that we needed the signing of kai havertz that 80 million could have been used to buy another pivot uh, midfielder which we need badly as kovacic is not uh, very defensively capable and i would never understand the signing of jorginho into a pl club so someone like a declan rice or a wilfred ndidi would have done better in place of signing kai havertz he could have paired up with kante and given us that uh, partnership that matic and kante once had in the antonio conte uh, season so i think that that is one uh, uh so one thing that chelsea uh, failed to do in the ch- uh, transfer window that target a particular player according to the position according to the ro- according to the role in the team and then buy that player so they just went for talent and i think uh, that is a, that that incurred huge loss for the club both on the pitch and okay thank you for the refreshing outlook saubik now over yeah, to yeah. sidhar nandkumar uh, 2020 has been a kind of miserable year for barcelona with the absolute 8-2 thrashing at the hands of bayern munich to almost losing out on their best ever player so how do you personally feel about your team's fortunes um so hi guys my name is sidhar and um, i've been supporting the club since i was 8 so as you can imagine i've obviously seen the ups and downs from that time and it's mostly been up and anyone who's been supporting this club regularly and watching the games however disappointing the 8-2 loss was you cannot say that we didn't see it coming i mean the quality of football that we've been playing is subpar for a barcelona team and we just kept splurging money on big names and never kept really kept performing and the one particular area where we needed to improve our defense we never really we never really spent money on getting good center backs and that's where i felt i mean our defense has been, pro- been a problem ever since for your left right and we still have done nothing to improve on it and i feel like that's one of the main reasons we've been faltering now before i move on to criticize the club and everything around it let's at least let me talking about a few good things that have happened We started off 2020, the new season, with the final win, and I have to say I was amazed by the energy and enthusiasm and the way the team was playing. You have to give Ronald Koeman that that at least this year, Barcelona isn't boring to watch. We are still attacking and we're creating amazing chances. It's just that with time we haven't been able to convert and our finishing is horrible. I mean, what else can you expect when our main striker is Martin Brathwaite? So. I mean look at how the times have changed we've gone from having players like Samuel Eto'o and Luis Suarez to Martin Brathwaite as our number 9 Anyways so talking about the good things yes the 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 young players are amazing I mean 18 year old Pedri is playing amazing he's probably he's probably the big 
biggest discovery of Barcelona this season. I mean, Ansu Fati started off the season brilliantly. He, he has a 300 million release clause, which I feel he rightly deserves. He's one for the future for sure. But he met with an unfortunate injury, and that I think ever since the season just went tumbling down. One good thing was we started off the season without our over-reliance and over-dependence on Lionel Messi. But I feel like as soon as we lost our good players to injuries, we again started depending on him and our season just went down from there. I mean, look at the 3-1 loss at El Clasico. I feel like we played better that game. We actually dominated. If you look at the first half, we were attacking insanely. It's just that we never got the finishing touch. I mean, ultimately, football is a game of results. However beautifully you play, if you don't end up scoring the goals and getting the results, you lose. This particular season in La Liga, we are we have eight four draws and four losses, which honestly is sad because just a few seasons ago we were almost unbeaten. La Liga is something that Barcelona takes very seriously and wins almost every year. Last year we finished trophyless, and it was obviously a huge pressure on Ronald Koeman to fix the club. I I would say that getting rid of Suarez for barely any money didn't earn him any points. We lost a lot of crucial players, and it was it was a tough it was definitely a tough job for him. But he has made some improvements. But at the same time, he has not managed the players well, especially his interactions with Messi. Messi was unhappy with the fact that Suarez left, and when the entire club let's be honest, when the entire club depends on one player, you cannot have that player to be unhappy. One. Of the specific reasons for Barcelona being so miserable, in my personal opinion, is the over-dependence and over-reliance on Lionel Messi, and this has been this has increased ever since the departure of Neymar Jr. Because every attack flows through him, most attacks flow through him, and most of our go- goals he is the one involved. And now, however good of a player this makes him, this just shows how this just makes other players depend more and more on him. We acquired Antoine Griezmann and Philippe Coutinho to bolster our offense, to make plays, to create more chances. But instead, they just end up becoming subservient to Messi and not playing as good as they can. Ultimately, the point of players is to make the team better, not to make one player better. So, we we need to change the way we play and be less dependent on Messi because because it's not going to be good for the club in the long run. Messi. Cannot keep saving us. We need to. All the players need to step up and improve individually. Because, like the eight-two loss, for example, push comes to shove, we can't just look to one person to get us the goals, can we? The team needs to pull through. If if I remember the 2014-15 treble year, the entire the entire team was amazing. The entire team had confidence in them, and the entire team pulled through. Now that was an amazing team where everyone was high on confidence and. If you look at the Barcelona team right now, they just lack confidence. The only players playing confidently are Pedri and the youngsters. So we need more character in this team. We need a change for sure, and we need a new number nine because we cannot call ourselves a world-class club when Martin Brathwaite is leading the line. So, if you want me to sum it up, uh, yes, Barcelona is miserable, but we do have a lot of talent. We have a lot of talent. I mean, I haven't even gone into Ousmane Dembele. That that man, when he plays, he plays amazing. It's just that he's way too injury prone. He's a very gifted player. We have several gifted players in our team. We just need to convert. We create amazing. We just need to convert, and 
whatever issues are going on with the board really need to be resolved because this club cannot suffer more we are genuinely in a very horrible state and we want to see some good football again and we want the world to enjoy watching football club barcelona play again so yeah thank you siddharth being a hardcore blogger ana uh, uh, that truly did strike a chord within me so yeah we'll be moving over to rushil next uh, 2020 has been a mixed year for man united from a last minute entry into the top 4 to getting knocked out of the ucl uh, knockout stages and then now finding yourself joined on points at the top of the premier league 2020 has been something else for united entirely what do you feel about arushil hello i'm rushil and um, I, from my tone i think you can say i'm a very happy manchester united fan um uh, i don't know when i was, uh, when was the last time i was this happy probably when uh, united were winning trophies with mourinho the three trophies that we got with him uh uh especially that uh, europa league final um but yes it's true that uh, the the current season has been quite quite an up and down um you know we finished the last season uh, third uh, third in the table uh, which was uh, actually above my expectations we and through that we got into champions league so looking uh, this current season united were more focused on the champions league and the current season and you know coming to the starting of the premier league uh, we started off with a uh, pretty pure, uh, poor results you know classic manchester united uh, a 1-3 loss to crystal palace and you know that 1 and 1 to 6 thrashing that we got at the hands of spurs um pretty unfortunate results we played uh, 80 minutes with uh, with 10 men uh, due to that red card that marshall had got um followed that by uh, a few draws with chelsea and that uh, the 1-0 loss handed to us by arsenal yes it has been a, a kind of an up and down but but there is a but there because we have been uh, on the up, up slope right now because we we are currently on around an eight match uh, lossless streak uh, and with along with that we are currently second in the table joint first with a match in hand uh and uh, along with that a match with liverpool well so as far as far as the premier league is concerned i think we are in a pretty good position the last time we were uh, second uh, was i think around uh, the 2012 2013 uh, campaign and i think if uh, united were was to focus on uh, the the league entirely i think we have a pretty good chances at title well um coming to the starting of the champions league well champions league on the other hand we didn't start off uh, with such a you know a lost streak or a draw streak because we had pretty good performances we we had strong performances against uh, psg and uh, rb leipzig and along with that we even uh, uh, i think we were we were first in the table until until we went on a losing streak to psg and again rb which was quite disappointing uh, to be honest because all we needed to get out of the group was a single point and all we needed was a draw and that was when united decided that nah that's not going to happen well the champions league exit was very disappointing but i think uh, united uh, that, i think 
it's better for united to focus more on the league especially since the league is so open right now with inconsistent results for all the top top teams um as far as uh, the transfers have gone well the current uh, season transfers include uh, donny van de beek uh, alex tellers who came to replace the injured uh, shaw and uh, uh, edison cavani well those three are the main ones that stand out uh coming to uh, van de beek well i feel like this is another decision that man uh, that united has taken to just keep a guy in reserves i there's so much talent that uh, that's been you know wasted on him because he's not getting the time to play um if there's one criticism i have of ole i think it would probably be not rotate the squad and uh, enough to the point that he doesn't get give, uh, give all the players time to play um alex tellers on the other hand has been pretty good uh, Sh- uh shaw's uh, injury did leave a gap in the defense but i think alex tellers has been playing quite well um I'll- on the other hand he has also been uh, playing the role of fullbacks quite well he has uh, been pushing up and has created quite a lot of chances for united on the offense so that's a positive and cavani well um cavani recently got uh, handed a ban because of uh, racist uh, racist claims well uh, that was a setback but cavani has been, has played very well especially with uh, the two sco- uh, two goals that he scored for the for united um the the match uh, i think i forgot the match which it was but yeah anyway on the uh, cavani has been quite quite clinical and i think the our youngsters uh, Gre- uh, greenwood marshall and uh, marcus can all learn from cavani the experience that he has well coming forward i'd like to talk the more about the team that dynamic that we have um, um the, current? the current squad that we have i think is probably the best we have had for a long period of time uh with uh van bissaka lindelof uh, uh maguire and shaw uh, and telles maguire yes he has looked uh, quite uh shaky especially in that 16 thrashing that we had but since then uh, believe it or not i think he has been doing quite a good job and uh, uh i think he has been crucial in our defense uh and the reason why we have not gone on a uh, we have maintained that lossless streak coming to lindelof i think uh, initially when he first uh, transferred in i think he was quite shaky and he didn't know where exactly he fit in but now i think he has he has settled in very well uh, especially that one uh, uh through ball uh to marcus rashford uh, i think it was a match uh, against uh wolves if i'm if i'm not wrong uh but yeah that just shows that uh, lindelof has been uh, doing quite well and well coming to van bissaka well what can i say that guy had a performance and a half in uh, in the champions league well it was quite sad to see us exit but i think uh, if our defense performs as it is i think we have a very good chance at like denying most of the top teams at scoring and uh, well i think uh, our midfield consists mostly consists of fred uh, scott uh, scott mcdominay and uh, fernandes with uh, paul pogba and matic uh, uh, replacing fred and scott respectively um i think uh, the only players that stand out are probably fernandes he's probably the best player on the squad right now hands down uh, the most crucial player on the team uh, most of our wins are because of him and you know 
the guy has had quite a season so far he has he's played 16 games scored 11 goals and 7 assists and i think that's the most combined goals and uh, goals and assists by a player this season and yeah there's hands down i don't i think without this guy we wouldn't have a season that we are having right now and up front i think uh, we all know it's marshall uh, marcus rashford and greenwood um i i have little to say about uh, marshall because he has been uh, having quite an up and down of a season not scoring as much uh, greenwood and marcus on the other hand greenwood clinical as usual and marcus well, the only other goal scoring machine other than bruno on the on the team well that's the team dynamic so far i feel that our team is quite solid but what we, what i am uh, so looking to is the winter transfer window and i'm quite quite curious as to who uh, who ole will add to the squad so as to like better our chances um going forward i think the only thing i can say is we should completely focus on the league right now ole uh, ole has been an amazing manager uh there have been memes all around saying that uh, he is one way uh, one match away from being uh, sacked and every time the uh, the manager is in this situation the players suddenly perform extremely well i don't think so i think ole has been the best manager since fergie it might be controversial even though we had mourinho and got, he got us titles i think ole is the one that will finally get us the, uh, get us to that uh, number one uh, position and i think it it all lies on him and his managing skills if he decides to rest up players in the proper manner and uh, not you know don't make uh, make our crucial players don't make bruno marcus uh, cavani all play fa and instead rest them and focus on the match in hand against liverpool then i think we have a very very good uh, shot at the title thank you for the detail analysis rushil now we'll be going into uh, the players part of the podcast so guys in a couple of sentences who do you think has been the best player the best performing player and the worst performing player in your team so we'll be going in the same order meher would you like to start yeah uh, so according to me the best performing player uh, would be uh, bukayo saka i think it has been Uh, a breakout year for him the way he has played uh, played for uh, played in the europa league in 2018 and 19 and has played really well in the first team uh, this time uh, i so for the worst performers uh, i would say willian uh, absolutely disgraceful uh, he just hides on the pitch does nothing uh, i when he came in i thought he was going to be a backup winger but he was playing ahead of pepe and it just absolutely nothing on the pitch so i think uh, yeah the best and the worst thank you now saubik would you like to go next yeah so uh, some of our players have been performing well except uh, uh, given that we have underperformed still uh, the defense especially zuma thiago silva they performed well but for me the most uh, consistent player out of all uh, has been mason mount week in week out he's our mr 90 he plays every game uh, to the fullest he gives 100% whenever we are even uh, losing or drawing he, he gives us 100% commitment everything and uh, if i have to mention one guy to be the uh, who's the worst in the team right now given the money we have spent on him given the reputation he has uh, come with uh, kai havertz so kai havertz uh, it's it's understandable he claims that he used to play for a in a league which is a lot simpler in terms of uh, defense and everything but that is not an excuse 
for not making a forward 10 yard pass so that's it from my team ग्रीजमैन बिकॉज given the amount we spent on him given that he was a ballon d'or nominee given that he's a world cup winner given all the achievements and given the reputation he has he's playing like fernando torres at chelsea he's missing open goals he's he's drastically underperforming and which to the extent wherein we pick martin brathwaite over him he barcelona support griezmann has been playing bad according to his standards okay moving over to rushil now oh uh, yeah so i think i've already elaborated that the best player uh, so far for united has been bruno fernandes hands down and I, uh, and coming to the worst player i think it might be controversial but i think it has to be pogba people would expect me to say the maguire or maybe the the Alex Don Zebe or yeah but I think for me it's a Pogba you know I've been saying it for a while but I think he he has a lot of talent but along with that talent comes with a lot of drama I think the drama that he started just before our match against RB that put the manager in such a tough position that he could not play him was also was a crucial uh, reason why we did not play well in that game I think that it's time to uh, part ways with the club. Pogba, we thank uh, thankful for what we have done, but yeah, that's the answer for me. Thank you, Rashid. Now going to the last question of the podcast. So, guys, if you could have a chat with your first team coach and give him any advice about his team, about transfers, whatever, what would you give? I'll be grateful if you could answer in a couple of sentences. Now we will start with Mehir. Uh, yeah. So I think. Uh, when i talk to mikel arteta i think there's only one thing that i'll say and it's something all fans would agree on uh, so by a creative midfielder i think we have been linked with emiliano buendia uh, isco and a few more probably julian brandt from dortmund uh, i personally would ask him to buy at least one in the winter window and buy another one in the summer uh, if that is possible and of course get the deadwood out of the squad all those players whose contracts are ending just just get them out uh, there's just a load on our wage and do nothing and sit on the bench so uh, yeah that would be uh, my advice saubik so uh, if i had to say something to frank give an advice to him i'd say uh, please play the players please pick the team sheet according to merit and not uh, based on how much money you spent on whom so uh, the ones who deserve a start please give the give them a start like kalamatsan or billy gilmore please give them a start instead of starting warner and havertz uh, we can wake out just because you spend millions and millions on them they're just not performing and you have to you have to get that that's it okay, so uh, firstly i don't know if i will be talking to ronald kuman because who knows how much time he has left but if i do talk to ronald kuman i would be telling him for starters 
please spend money on a proper center back i know our club doesn't usually spend money on center backs but we do need a proper center back eric garcia and all our bang average we need a good center back that can establish it because pk's legs are his pk is losing his legs we need a solid center back also a striker lotro martinez on emphasis the fact but lotro martinez we genuinely need goals we need goals and i would i mean there definitely need to be changes i mean you can there are so many things you can i can keep going on and on and on but one thing i can tell you is that we need to change the way we attack we need to we need to center the attack around other players apart from messi everything cannot revolve around him that's what i would want to tell kumen and yeah that's it and over to rishi um if i was to talk to ole i think the only advice i can i could give him would be regarding the transfers we all know united has had quite a disappointing transfers for quite a few seasons now the only uh, remarkable transfer being bruno again um please don't sign uh, ronaldo as much as i would like to see him come home please don't it would it would be such a big uh, dip in our wages and uh, it would just change the dynamic completely to the point we'll have to make a squad around ronaldo which 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 does not suit the players right now and uh, probably would be to uh, replace pogba with uh, an, a creative midfielder probably grealish um he's been showing up quite well um yeah i think that's about it and and probably to get rid of the players who aren't exactly doing so much as in uh, marcus rojo uh Phil Jones Jesse Lingard yeah that my my advice would mostly be regarding the task thank you rishil with that we come to the end of the second episode of IPM Sportscom's podcast series i would like to thank the panelists once again for their immense contribution i feel that this is more been like a therapy session than a podcast with them telling us whatever they feel about their clubs and the hopes and aspirations coming into the new year so and to the audience i would like to tell you stay tuned ipm sportscom is going to come up with more interesting and amazing content very soon thank you